Welcome to Content Inspire, a podcast focused on sharing good people doing great things within the sports nutrition and fitness industry. Starting in three, two, one. Welcome to Content Inspire. I'm your host, Andrew Calvino. And today I have the legend and badass with me, Hunter Polly. And yeah, my man, dude, it's awesome to have you finally on Content Inspire. Um, I see that you've been killing it on Instagram um, for a long, long time with your content creation, online coaching, and we'll certainly get into all that fun stuff. But introduce yourself to the listeners, my man. Uh, yeah, like Andrew said, my name is Hunter Polly. Uh, I'm a registered dietitian, certified strength and corrective specialist as well. I've been on the Ghost Takeover team now for actually about two years. So two years ago, did my first activation, uh, the Cherry Sonic Limeade, which is crazy to think about. It's been that long. And currently working as an outpatient dietitian for weight loss and recently just scored a position with RP strength or Renaissance periodization as a diet and training coach. And that was pretty much a, a lifestyle or not lifestyle, but like life goal of mine to work for a company uh, like that. Okay. And that's dope. Thank you for sharing that with me and the listeners. And I just want to dive right into the first question is what is your why? Why do you get up in the morning and do the things that you do? Yeah, great question. And I knew that one was coming, Andrew, because yeah, course, I remember man. listening to the one with, uh, with Dan. And that was one question that you asked him. But, you know, I, I just want to go back, like, be f- probably when I was like 19, 18, it was, it was difficult to get up in the morning, to be honest, and, and to actually find motivation to do things throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, like, I, I feel like my life didn't have a, a lot of meaning back then. Mm-hmm. which is pretty sad to say there was there were certain times when I was in a pretty dark place and it wasn't until I, I found the gym and started working out as cliche as that sounds but it, it really changed who I was in my mental outlook on life but making making that transformation of becoming a, basically a totally different person than I was when I was, you know, 18 and 19 and even in high school and stuff, but to who I am today, there's a lot of people that will, will come up to me or they'll message me on Instagram. Um, and they say, Hey, like I've seen your progress. It's, it's, it's awesome. you like, you motivate me to get up and, and, you know, better myself in the gym or whatever it is that motivates me. Um, like you said in the intro to Andrew, like my Instagram content, I went hard Dude, a couple yeah. years ago. <laughs> you were going hard. I'm not going to lie. When I first joined the takeover team, your quality of content was making my jaw drop. It was, it was insane. Yeah. So, and that was something where one day I woke up and I said, Hey, I want to take this Instagram really seriously. I want to, at the time, grow my following. I want to become part of the takeover team. And that's exactly what I did. I grinded content. I made infographics. I remember spending like hours creating infographics and videos at the gym for exercise demonstrations or tips, whatever it was. 
I would go like on these long drives in Montana to get to this one location to take one photo there. So, you know, I, I, I grinded my content um, for Instagram and then I, I finally got burned out on it, to be honest, but mm-hmm. it sparked a lot of motivation on the team, I think, because there was individuals that were actually reaching out to me saying, Hey, like, how do you do this? You know, or um, can you give me some tips? And I really didn't know how to give any tips at the time because I was still learning. I felt like myself, you know, on how to make content and stuff. But though, when people reach out like that and were asking for help or saying that I motivated them to either start changing their content up or maybe start changing their diet or nutrition and training, like to me, that was very motivating. And essentially it is still, it's, it's my why of why I get up and why I do everything. Um, essentially working as an outpatient dietitian and why I'm now working for Renaissance periodization. Okay. Thank you for sharing that with me and the listeners. And yeah, I know that we've had several talks about content creation, your schedule, the way how you do things. Um, so you've certainly had, um, a change in regards to the content that you're posting now. Um, cause the memes that you post are funny as fuck, my dude, like hands down, like <laughs> seriously hilarious. Um, but one quick question that I'm going to throw your way is what made you want to become a registered dietitian? Yeah. So I, I graduated from high school 2013 and Mm -hmm. I like probably everyone else, I had no clue what I wanted to do. Um, I was just getting into fitness and stuff at that point. And I thought becoming a, a flight nurse was something that sound pretty cool, like flying around in a helicopter, saving people, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so just went to a local community college because look, you don't have to go to a fancy college in the beginning. I, it drives me bonkers when someone goes to a four-year college and they have no clue what they're doing and they spend three years there. Um, not wasting money, but it costs a lot of money to go to a four-year college like that, not knowing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So I just spent my time at the community college, just kind of messing around with some different classes, went through a nursing class, hated it, did not want to do nursing after that at all. So changed my major once again to exercise science, because I figured, look, I'm just going to go become a physical therapist. It's pretty cool. I'm getting serious into lifting and all that. So continued at the community college for a couple of years, just getting some core classes. And then I transferred to a four-year college thinking I was going to do PT again. And someone actually brought up the idea that you should look into dietetics or nutrition. I'm like, screw that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, but then I, I, you know, PT, like it's basically six, seven years yeah. of schooling. Um, and once time. I heard that, I was like, ah, oh, this isn't for me. And I kind of started dabbing and looking in the area of nutrition and dietetics. And it just seemed much more appealing to me at the time. And post-graduation, the opportunities were a little bit better and something that I personally found very enjoyable. And so I made the switch and long story short, became a registered dietitian. Okay. And then, um, just wanted to say congrats on recently joining RP strength and, um, what services will you be providing with that company brand or organization? Um, so my services, they, you know, if you go to their website, they have a lot of different things, but it's basically one-on-one coaching. So I will specifically be doing nutrition plans and also training templates that are completely customized 
to the individual. So there's no cookie cutter plan. So Mary Jo is not going to get the same plan as Susie B. Everything is customized. And part of that is, you know, you're getting contact with a, a dietitian, um, someone that has the experience as well, and someone to overlook your training and your nutrition in a, a very scientific approach. Okay. So there's a lot of trainers out on Instagram and they, they just use cookie cutter plans and all this other BS. So RP or Renaissance periodization is very science-based. Um, that was what attracted me to the company specifically in the first place is that they stay up on everything. So the, the latest research, the latest nutrition approaches, the latest training um, principles and everything like that, they're always in the front row. Okay. That's, that's dope. I will certainly make sure to link down your IG and the actual website, just in case if any of the listeners want to check that out, um, certainly go ahead. And now I'm going to throw another quick question your way, but this is going to be about content creation. And do you have a schedule for content creation when you were going extremely hard or even one that you want to share right now? Yeah. So when I decided to go hard in the paint, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I was posting twice a day. So I was Holy posting. Shit. Yeah. So and again, at the time it was like, oh, you have to post at this time for the best engagement. So I was experimenting with that, but there was a point where I was posting at 10 AM and 10 PM mm -hmm. mountain time every single day. Uh, so 14 posts per week. And when I was doing the infographics, those were very science-based. So I was doing, mm -hmm. I was linking the research articles, which I probably shouldn't, I mean, I didn't have to the time, but I just felt like it was something I needed to do. So that was taking more time. So yes, in the, in the beginning, two times a day, 14 times a week is what it worked out to. And I would have a, basically a schedule. So maybe it was like an infographic, a quote, and then a picture. So it was pretty hard because I'd have to plan out in advance of saying, well, if I needed this picture then I'm going to have to have something to post for that day and vice versa. And there was a time, so I was using the app overview. I think it's a scheduler, if I'm not mistaken, um, overview or something. And there was at one point I had four weeks worth of content preloaded and ready to fire. Yeah. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, so that's, I, that's how hard I went on in the beginning because I was going on vacation. I didn't want to mm -hmm. have to think about making content. And that, that brings up a really good thing is that it, it, it started to become not fun anymore. Yeah. It actually became a, a stress on my life of, you know, the pressure of thinking, well, I have to have something ready to stay on the schedule because it's like at the time I was thinking these, these people that follow me are expecting this type of content on this like specific routine, which in reality they probably weren't. And that's essentially what led to the burnout too, is that I just got so tired of making the content and it just, it got way too much, way too much. Okay. Yeah. I do remember on our personal conversations that you were like, dude, I finally have just broken away from the routine of posting a certain type of format. And you were like, I'm happy, dude. You were like, I'm happy. Like, holy shit. <laughs> and you were, and I remember you telling me like, dude, I'm kind of burnt out because of, but I had no idea how much you were posting 
I knew the quality mm -hmm. of your posts were insane to another level, but I didn't know the consistency of posting twice a day, 14 times a week. So, yo, that would cause burnout for anyone. Like, mm -hmm. like right now, I'm just thinking about the consistency that I'm posting for this podcast, Instagram and other personal projects. And just from your Instagram page that blows everything out the water. So that's just insane, dude. Yeah. And like I said, it just, it was a big, I felt like a big machine that mm -hmm. everything had to be going just right in order to get it to, to work properly. Okay. It was stressful. Yeah. And the, you know, the other thing, like, so following a specific grid line or, um, set up on your Instagram, that was also stressful too, because yeah. there was times when I wanted to share things and you like you can, because if you share this photo now, then it's going to mess up your whole, whole layout. So that would cause stress. So there were certain photos where I really wanted to share them on that day, but I couldn't, I had to wait like a, the next day because I was posting twice a day. So it came up pretty quick, but those are things that you have to think about. If you're, if you're going to make a grid on Instagram, you know, are you okay with that? So, cause you're yeah. kind of, you're constricted a little bit to what you can post on certain days. Yeah, no, I certainly understand right now. My posts for content inspire are strictly on Fridays when I launch a podcast episode with the logo, the branding, you name it, whether it's a solo episode or featuring someone, then I'm just there like, oh damn, I just posted a, a video of me working out or a motivational something inspiring. So, mm -hmm. oh, it's going to take like two days to reach Friday. So I'm like, damn it. So it's just, it messes up the, it makes me wait till I have to post or it makes me mess up the grid. So I'm just there like, yeah, you bring up a great point in regards to that format. If you are, if you are going to take that. So listeners, yeah, what Hunter just said on point. And now I'm going to drop another quick question your way, man, is what form of content do you enjoy making the most? So more recently I've, I've been making the Instagram reels mm -hmm. and that's something that I just, I actually truly enjoy making those. Even if the con, like my engagement has obviously gone down. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's something else. Like I've been accused of having fake followers or my engagement's been fake. And like, I'll tell you hundred percent, like I've shown Andrew my, my reach and mm -hmm. my engagement when it was at its peak. And it was definitely not fake. Uh, there was a point where I was reaching over 600,000 people in a single week. Um, it was crazy and it's nowhere like a fraction of that now, but what's the trade-off? Like I truly enjoy like making the content that I'm making now versus before it was causing the stress and and all of that in my life. Um, so the Instagram reels are, are super cool. They're just, they're fun. Uh, it is, it's TikTok basically, but on Instagram, mm -hmm. but it's just enjoyable. And they're, they're quick, like 15 second videos, snippets and stuff like that. Yeah. I throw in some memes here and there that I like, I think of this, like, I'll see this funny picture on her and I'll be like, oh yeah, I can think of like something to caption this with. Um, and then just, you know, I'll post a training video maybe once in a while and just a personal photo. But it, it, a lot of what I post now is not for what I think other people will like in a sense of trying to gain followers, but it's content that will allow my followers to connect with me more 
Um, and it's also something that I enjoy making as well. Okay. Yeah, no, I completely understand the point that you're making because you're creating content that you enjoy that allows your followers to connect with you and you're still providing value at the end of the day, whether it's a funny meme, whether it's educational or helping hopefully potential customers or clients finding you and mm -hmm. you helping them out at the end of the day. So you're just providing value and having fun with it too. Cause one quick question. So your memes funny as hell. Um, but I see a consistent theme of SpongeBob. Is that your favorite uh, cartoon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, there's so many episodes of SpongeBob yeah. where it's like, Oh my, it's so easy, especially like season one of SpongeBob. It's so dirty. That's so funny. It's so dude. dirty when you, That's when so you funny. watch it as an adult, you catch up on all the dirty things. It's so bad that's that's but there's hilarious. so many opportunities for for memes to be created on there um so dropping another quick question your way is in your opinion what are the positives that come from social media positives i wouldn't be connecting with an individual like you andrew uh oh, thank you thank you oh best part right there no like there's so many there's so many connections well over like 80% of the like really good friends that I've met have been through social media. So obviously Andrew was, has been one of them. We met, um, I think you were like DMing me on Instagram before you became on to the takeover team. If I, I think, I don't know if you were, but I know Mitch was in California, Mitch mm -hmm. was DMing me and I'm like, who is this guy? Like just sending me messages. And then That's um, funny. we actually connected in California too. Yeah, so I do remember um, DMing you in regards because your quality of content, like I said, was just draw drop jaw dropping. Whether I, I'll always remember one post that you surrounded yourself with ghost products. Um, I think it was a drone shot, aerial, or maybe someone very very high was holding a camera and just got it perfect. And I was just asking like, how are you making this amazing content, stuff like that, and then boom, join the team with you. And I was like, yo, this is sick. This is making me want to level up in my personal content. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, obviously I've met Andrew through there. I've met a lot of other people. Um, Matt Ogus was another mm -hmm. one that I got in contact with. Like I just slid in his DMs on Instagram and I said, Hey, I'm coming out to California. Let's train. Um, the whole re Renaissance periodization started through Instagram. So Instagram can be used as a tool if you um, absorb it in, in a in a correct manner that's not going to negatively impact your life. Okay. And then um, what advice would you give to someone who might be afraid to dive into content creation or just putting themselves out there? So I, I feel like one of the biggest things, and I, I still to this day trip over this but the, the number of likes and the like the followers and all of that that you have on instagram really don't matter because to be honest probably over half the people that you follow on instagram are at some point they've they've used fake followers fake likes whatever it is 
and that falls underneath the fake likes too is engagement pods or these things where you're in a, mm -hmm. a group of 50 people and you're like, Hey, I just posted something and then everyone goes and likes it. It's still fake. It's not real engagement. Yeah. So, I mean, if someone has 20,000 followers and in the first like 10, 15, 20 minutes, like the post has five, 600 likes, it's a little suspicious. I mean, it's, it's pretty That's quick. Mm -hmm. Um, Andrew and I have had this yeah, talk a lot. We've a had, ton. yeah, we've had tons of talks in regards to how BS um, engagement pods are, buying your likes, followers, stuff like that. We've literally had conversations where, do we think this person's doing it? Yeah, that person's doing it. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, it's yeah. Uh, but going back to the question of like, you know, if you're nervous about content creation or making anything, anything like that, or posting it, like. If you don't ever do it, nothing's going to happen. So at least make some content and make the content that you're liking something you enjoy. Mm -hmm. So don't, you know, I enjoyed making those infographics and everything in the very beginning, but it got very old and very dry very quickly. The content that I make now is something I enjoy. I don't feel stressed that I have to follow a specific grid line for the page if I don't want to. Um, I don't feel like I have to post every single day if I don't want to. I can post when I want and the content I like or the content that I make is something that I truly like. So whatever type of content you make, even if like don't, and I understand like the, the, the need to grow a page and you know gain followers and gain likes and everything. But if that's all you're chasing on Instagram, it's going to be really hard to actually grow. Yep. Because you're always going to be trying to chase this number. And I will tell you, you know, you say, well, I'll be, I'll be super glad when I hit 5,000 followers and then 10,000 and 15, it doesn't change when you hit those numbers. Cause I was thinking the same thing when I was like, when I hit 10 K, like when you see that rollover from like nine, 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 nine to like the 10 K nothing changes. <laughs> yep. You know, um, so post content that you want, make the content that you love making. And if it, you know, whether people like it or not, like awesome, but at least you're doing something you like. Okay. Thank you for sharing that with me and the listeners. I, ge I genuinely appreciate it. And I know that when people hear that, they're going to go after it. Mm -hmm. And then um, dropping another quick question your way, when it's all said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? Ooh. Yeah, I know that's a loaded that's a question, but yeah. I... So I like where I came from, I came from a pretty small town. Mm -hmm. And when I mean small, I'm not talking like thousands of people. I'm talking like 700 people in this tiny, tiny town. So coming from, from that town to where I'm at now, like leaving a legacy of, it doesn't really matter where, you know, where you start in life. Um, but it's, it, it's the amount of work that you put in to start excelling in your goals and stuff like that. And to getting to a position of, I don't want to say like never satisfied, but continuously always trying to be better. Um, so, and not be better than everyone else, but be the best that you can. So for example, kind of going back to how we started the podcast is like, you know, my why 
of motivating people to maybe change their nutrition and training habits or anything like that, or post better content. Um, it kind of goes back into that of, I'm just, my, my legacy is becoming the best person that I can be. Okay. And yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So, and that, yeah. And that's, I, I mean, I wish I could expand more on that, but becoming like, you know, the dietitian was huge working with the, you know, RP strength was huge. And to be honest, like I see myself working remote in the next five to 10 years and traveling. That's where I see myself. Okay. That's yeah. sick. I certainly do hope that actually I know that'll happen for you <laughs> for real. And then um, dropping another quick question your way is I know this story, but I know the listeners would definitely love to hear it is how did your relationship with ghost start? Yeah. So I actually remember the, the date specifically, <laughs> which is crazy. October 30th, 2018. Um, it was wow. the day before, yeah. The day before Halloween, I had posted something. I had just gotten back from New York um, on vacation with my, with my family and CJ at the time, actually sent me a DM. He actually, I, he actually liked my photo that I tagged him in. Cause at the time everyone was tagging CJ to like, try to get on the team, blah, blah, blah. Liked my photo. And then it was actually when I landed back in Montana and I was back at just the college and kind of messing around, getting back into the, the routine. He had sent me a DM saying, bro, we need to get you on the takeover team. So that was kind of like, wow, this is, this, you know, this is probably going to happen. And all of like before that, so the content creation of the infographics, delivering information to my followers, growing my following is essentially what got the attention of, you know, CJ and some other people at the, the HQ. Um, obviously I posted a lot about ghosts in that process as well, but I think mm -hmm. it was just the sheer amount of drive that I had. Um, and I think that he started to, you know, recognize that of tagging ghosts and, and certain infographics and, um, just how well the page was doing overall at the time. Okay. And that's super sick that CJ slid in your DMS and was like, bro, you need to be <laughs> on the takeover team. Because yeah. I, I think um, I saw, an, for me, I saw an opportunity that Ghost wasn't in a specific market. And I had laid a foundation that CJ knew who I was. And we had talks about Auburn in Alabama, but it wasn't the right time and place. A year later, I was like, hey, I sent an email to everyone that I could find. Um, CJ, Dan, Ryan, Ricky, Nat, everyone's email. And was like, I'll, you guys want to do something in Atlanta, I'll go help you guys out in a heartbeat. And if not, I'm still going to do a content day with the legends, the fans of the brand out in Atlanta. And that's when CJ in less than 24 hours was like, you should be on the team. So if you guys really, really want to make something happen, you'll find a way to make it happen. 100%. Yep. And I, I did something very similar too. I remember I was emailing, I think CJ um because they were looking for i remember they wanted to expand the team and that's when i was i was sending cj probably an email like every three days until he finally responded oh that, that's funny um yeah. so staying on the topic of ghosts what is your favorite ghost product oh 
my favorite. So I'm going to break this up into two. So like way the Ch- chips ahoy by far my favorite hundred okay. percent hands down. But if I'm going to do like, if I'm talking like pre-workout gamer or anything else like okay. that, like my absolute favorite product on that side of ghost is the strawberry daiquiri. Yep. The max yep. collab, the legend, it tastes so good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just crazy. Like, and I, the, the V2 that just came out, like the peach is really good, but the, the strawberry daiquiri is by far, nothing has ever come close to that one. Yep. You're 100% right about that. I literally, when I met Dan in, um, at the TNS Christmas banger, I looked at him and I was like, please make strawberry across the line, please. Just like, please mm-hmm. just do me that one solid favor, man. And um, because strawberry daiquiri, the way how it tasted and the way how that specific formula hit for Max's V2 was incredible. Yeah. 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 It's so good. Um, and boom, dropping another quick question your way is if you could be signed by any athletic apparel company, what brand would you, cho- would, what brand would you choose to be with? Oh, so probably, I mean, obviously like, I think the dream was always alpha elite. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I just, I haven't, I, to be honest, so I haven't bought any athletic clothes like that for a while. And I think we talked about this too, a little bit, just, um, nothing against alpha elite specifically, but I felt like they kind of lost the, the hype. Um, and it's kind of sad too, with their, their shipping, um, instances where products were not being shipped out specifically around black Friday, mm-hmm. kind of hurt the brand as a whole. Um, but I, to be honest, would probably be Gymshark now. Okay. As um, you're wear, as you're wearing a Gymshark hoodie. Yeah. And this is actually old school. Yeah. So this is like UK, like when, I'm not sure if you've ever ordered stuff in, from Gymshark in the very, very beginning, but it used to take three to four, five, even four plus weeks because it would be held in customs, customs before actually arriving over here. Jeez. So yeah, this is an actual like old school. And I always ordered the clothes like super large um, at the mm-hmm. time. <laughs> so this thing was like super loose on me. It's an XL, but I'm like, I'm always going to be bigger and I'm going to grow into it. And I want my clothes to fit for a longer period of time. Oh, so man. Yeah, it would. I mean, Gymshark, just seeing what they've done and everything, it's it's incredible. It really is. And yeah. I think Alpha Elite will, they'll get there eventually. They just need to, to fix those, those smaller issues like distribution of getting products out. Like I'm sure you just saw not too long ago where they even um, just apologized for what it's like they're shipping in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I know that Alphalete has had um, distribution issues and so on and so forth. So hopefully that gets squared away so that Alphalete can grow to the brand that it's supposed to be at this current point in time, because it has the potential of reaching the same level that Gymshark is at and who knows even further. Mm -hmm. I think they grew a little bit too quickly there Mm -hmm. and they didn't keep other parts of the company, uh, up or like to you know increase the demand um because they were doing amazing there for a while like a long time like i remember yeah they were pumping products out like crazy i'll always remember we talk about this all the time the best 
Alphalete launch, in my opinion, was the 2018 Black Friday, mm-hmm. where the obviously the deals were incredible, um, super fast shipping, and everything was just perfect. The quality, the materials, the designs, everything. So yeah. it seems as if those that shift in launches for Alphalete that was like every two to three months, now now doing it every, it's like every month Alphalete is doing a new launch, right? Mm -hmm. So it's switched from being a hype brand to now a monthly release brand. So there's less prep time, there's less this, there's less that. So it's just, once they get everything on the back end sorted out, they'll be killing it, but they're hurting a little bit right now, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, boom, dropping another quick question your way is what music do you listen to while working out? So it really depends. Mm-hmm. Um, I have YouTube premium, so I usually listen to like the EDM. Actually, I just was listening to the Chainsmokers 2019. Is it I probably pronounced Lollapalooza or something? I know it's in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Lollapalooza uh, or Lollapalooza. Yeah. But that like that set has been banger, um, Scission, Slander, mm-hmm. all of those. But it's cr- it's crazy as it sounds. Like if I get too stimmed out on that type of music, I have like, I, and I've talked about this to other people too. Like if you get too stimmed out on the music you're listening to, sometimes you don't lift as as good. It's kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Like you get too quick with your lifting, form starts to drop off, and at that point i actually turn on mozart to to To, be completely honest yes yes yeah i've i've taken a little bit too much pre-workout in the past and where i'm destroying my workout and but i'm blasting like heavy metal or edm that's excision that's basically just transformers just absolutely just going insane Mm -hmm. and or i'll have to like stop the music because i'm just there like well this is like hitting too hard i'm going too fast right now so i understand i've never done the switching to classical music though so i might have to try that out and let you know it's very good it's very good yeah okay and then um what is your favorite show to watch on your downtime disney plus netflix hulu is there anything that you watch um so I watched a lot of YouTube to be honest. Oh, okay. Hey, it's all good, man. Yeah. Um, no, like, so if I'm watching, it's not on Netflix anymore, sadly, but I watched a lot of The Office. Yep. Um, that was a really good show. But I follow a lot of people on YouTube specifically. More Plates, More Dates is another, that's a really good one. More Plates, More Dates. Um, Greg Doucette. There's just mm-hmm. a lot of like educational channels that I really enjoy and follow. And then I make sure to sprinkle that in with like other hobbies as well outside of lifting. So, you know, building stuff or getting equipment for my truck now because I'm, I'm, I live in Montana. So there's a lot of adventure places that I can go with the truck. So that's like my side hobby now that's outside of lifting, um, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Okay. Um, so that's actually really cool that you have a wide diversity of things that you'll watch on YouTube, but it's not just all 100% fitness based and all that fun stuff. So um, Hunter, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being on Content Inspire, sharing your story. And thank you, man, honestly. Yeah, thank you so much, Andrew. You, 
Like you've done great things though, too, man. Uh, you know, creating this, this podcast, I remember when you first dropped the first couple episodes, I was like, man, can Andrew go like getting all these big people on here and stuff. Yeah. Oh, thank you, dude. I literally just, um, I love podcasting. This is what makes me happy. I love interviewing people and finding out what's their why. So literally just reaching out, just talking to people. I'm genuinely interested in their story. So I just hope that how you've inspired me, I know that you'll be, I know that you'll inspire my listeners. So at the end of the day, thank you, dude. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on, Andrew. And listeners till next time.